And welcome back to the next episode of the Out of Context Podcast for May 16th, 2023. I am your host, Walker AC, and to you, my friends, yes, you're still my friends for as long as you put up with my shenanigans. It is another week, another episode, and of course, before we get started here, I'd like to introduce uh, my co-host. She likes to be she likes to be called the host because she likes to own everything I do. So it's uh, the one, the only. You know her, you love her, and everything in between. So I'm not going to rehash this all over again. Welcome, Ashley. How are you doing? Hey, y'all. Strange, strangest sense of deja vu, like I've done this already. Right? No, um, everything's good. Um, I'm not, like, tweaking out, you know, itching to go back to play my game or anything like that. Like, everything's good. It's groovy. It's grand. So let's tell the people, I know, the last time we spoke, you were into your Harry Potter game. Now you're into Star Wars. Harry, Harry Potter? Yes, Harry Potter. That's a new porn movie we're going to watch later. Let's pick the porn. <laughs> So tell the audience about your new uh, game that you're playing right now. Well, I'm not going to explain it, but it's, you know, Star Wars Survivor, which is the sequel to Star Wars Fallen Order. And it's a really great game. If you want to know more, you should check it out and then buy it because it's a great game. And we want to support the creators who were behind developing this game because they finally created good Star Wars games. And yes, it's but basically the what I will give you tidbit is you're following someone that was a pet up. Uh, Ooh, slippery during, slope there. Yeah, <laughs> who was a Padawan during Order sixty six, and now is I think it's about fifteen years later since then, and you know so it's taken place fifteen years after Order sixty six to you know some point in time before A New Hope. Obviously, I just couldn't tell you by how many years I, I don't know the exact time frame but it's a side story in the Star Wars that we all know and love of somebody else it's a really good game really really good game and yes and I, I mean I got started <clears throat> thanks to you guys playing Dead by Daylight so now I may have to switch on over to Harry Potter and then catch up to Star Wars eventually so you would like it it's I mean you watched a lot of times of me playing the Hogwarts Legacy and Becky playing Hogwarts Legacy. It's a really fun game. It was pretty quick to play it through. Well, I mean, to be fair, I spent a lot of time in it within the first two weeks alone. Like, I spent the first week on it uh, 60 hours. I don't know how that worked out, but I spent 60 hours within the first week. Um, so that's more than I put in at work, and I managed to do that in the first week. I So I beat the game pretty, I don't want to say early on, but within a month, I, I beat the game, I did all the side quests, and the only thing that's left now is small, minor things like finding treasure vaults. Um, small things, but not they're not side quests. And so every now and then I'll go in, I'll play a little bit, and I know I can start the game over as a different house, and I want to do that, but this game, Survivor, dropped and at the end of April. And I just started playing it, I pre-ordered it, and I had it available, but the day that you could start downloading and playing it, I had surgery. And then life got in the way, and I only finally got to start playing this last week. And I love it. And now I'm very surprised that uh, I have your full attention, so I'm going to take advantage of it as much as humanly possible before you get started all over again, so it's no problem. The game I still play religiously, uh, I play Final Fantasy VII for the original PlayStation. Yes, I know I'm an old man, so... Final Fantasy VII, three this long, it takes forever and a day to beat, and it's one of those games that I think if you actually, you know, if you actually played it, because I know they have it for the PS5, the remake of it, you 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 get lost in it, you know, you really enjoy it. They, I mean, I never really played Final Fantasy growing up. It was more of my brother's game, and my brother was the type of sibling, the older sibling, that's like, no, it's fine, you can't play it. So I actually never got to play Final Fantasy, so now there's a big community, of course, with Final Fantasy. There's Final Fantasy Online. A couple of my friends play it, but I just never never did it. Uh, a lot, because a lot of these games require a lot of friends to play with, or you end up you know, becoming part of groups of other people online. I don't have the time and commitment to always be on my computer. So like, primarily during the week, after work, I you know, there's nothing really going on. My husband and I are rounding down from work so I can play. On the weekends is usually when I'm doing stuff. 
depending on how the weekend's going, I'll play at night or whatever. So I don't have that kind of commitment to any online guilds or gamer groups, so I only have my current friends to depend on, which is currently, you know, Becky, who usually plays with me. We have Dakota, who plays every so often, but he has things going on in his life where he's not playing as often. And then Adrian, during the once in a once a month, he will play a game with us for like an hour. At least I'm playing. But the good thing about Final Fantasy VII it's a turn-based game. You don't have to be online. You don't have to be any kind of groups. You can just play on your own. Um, if you you can get it on PC, you know PlayStation One if you wanted to, or or just I think PlayStation Four or Five has just a regular remake of the game, like I mentioned, and you can just play. There's so many different save points. It's a very very long game. It's not a very difficult game. It's very very basic, but you get sucked into the story because the story is amazing. You know they even made the Final Fantasy VII movie. Advent Children. It's a really good anime, and it is amazing. It brought tears to my I eyes. I love that movie. That's where Final Fantasy VII came from. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it sticks really, really to the actual game itself. It's amazing. When that movie first came out, um, I was working at a video game store. It was a game where I stopped, put, put the two together, and uh, I found out that game that movie was coming out. So I downloaded the Japanese version through nefarious means and I watched it and I cried because the movie was just so amazing and it stuck true to the video game itself. So now, of course, after the show is over, I'm going to go play it again. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really, really good game and people who are out there listening to the show, everybody knows about Final Fantasy VII. It came out in, I think, like the early 90s and it's been mm-hmm. a big hit. People still play it to this day. So now I may have to go and try it again here so well have you considered getting you know because i know you see the original playstation which no shame in that it's always good to go back to the classics but have you considered getting like a different or a newer game station and doing the investment and to play the remake of final fantasy 7 and a few other games it's all a matter of time and i know that's a really lame excuse because there's enough time in a day where we can go to work come home have dinner on a day off, get you know stuff done, cleaning, shopping, but we can section out at least maybe a half hour to an hour a day just to try something. So I have the Xbox One S, I have all the older video games, I have a hacked game system, but investing in a PlayStation 5, for example, I know those are extremely expensive. So I'm not too sure if I wanna actually spend the funds on just one game. And that's the common argument for most people when they buy game systems. I mean, that's true. Like, for me, I, I've always been a PlayStation person. And so PC, I've had this since September of last year. And it's still, like, a newer thing for me. And it is more convenient, I would say. But for PlayStation, the console gaming, I do that for my own personal games. It's very rare I play multiplayer games unless it's, it's someone sitting right next to me. Like, you know, fighter, fighter games, uh, like Tekken, mm-hmm. um, Mortal Kombat, DC Universe, all those type of games. But I play a lot of adventure games like Assassin's Creed and when I bought Star Wars Fallen Order on my PlayStation 4, I don't have the PlayStation 5 yet. Um, I, it's cause, because, you know, it is about $500, give or take, depending on what, which, you know, if you want the promotional ones like God of War um, and a few others I'm imagining. I just haven't done it because my husband does have a point is how, how often am I ever sitting in our game room to play my PlayStation? And I do have a lot of games on there, but the thing is, most of these games are digital, and they can transfer, be transferred over to the PlayStation 5, because a lot of games that are being releasing are, you know, as new things come out, are starting to come out primarily first for, like, Xbox, PC, and PlayStation 5, and stuff like the Switch, PlayStation 4, and going down the list, it takes longer. And I, just because of Survivor, the game I'm playing now, I was so tempted to buy the PlayStation just because I want to play it on console because I like playing with a controller. And I like PlayStation controllers. I'm not used to Xbox, even though it's very familiar, but still. But uh, Becky told me about the Xbox controller she uses for her computer, and I tried it out. It works. It works great. Uh, At some point, I want the PlayStation 5. I just don't know when because... I have the comfort of my home, or not home, obviously my home, of my room, my chair, space, 
But I do miss the good old being able to just lay back in a couch and be all surrounded by cushions. Because in my game room, as you've seen it before, the white couch and everything, it looks, it's very cozy in there. It's gotten more cozy. There's more pillows. There's more, like, squishmallows in there. It's so cozy in there. Let's see. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> I've been playing video games since I can remember. I mean, from begging my mom for Nintendo to, as I get older, you know, working my little part-time jobs, buying Super Nintendo, Genesis, Nintendo 64, PlayStation, Xbox. I just, I guess, I, you know, I, I'm going to relish in the fact that the video game systems have passed me by because I really don't know what's popular now. I really don't know what's what's the end thing. And plus, spending, like you said, 500 bucks on a PlayStation 5, maybe just for a few games or maybe just for the features and stuff like that, I just can't fathom it yet. You know, I would need to do more research on the PlayStation 5 or if there's a new Xbox or something like that, I need to understand why I'm spending X amount of dollars to make sure I get my money's worth. Because mm -hmm. I can go back and play PlayStation 1 or the Xbox or my PlayStation 2, you know, I, I am stuck in that official rut when it comes to video games. You know, just like music, I'm just stuck in one particular spot. Well, I mean, that's fair because, you know, you are getting older, but like without that joke, to be fair, because you are an adult, you were raising a child the last umpteen years. And so clearly you have priorities over video games. Where for me, I don't have any children, I, but I am an adult, I do have a life, I, I am married, I have responsibilities and things I participate in outside of my home life sometimes. And even then, my husband is not a video game person. I know that peop there's people out there that can live, that are, as soon as they get off work, they go home and immediately start playing games, and that's all they do until it's time to go to bed. I have a friend that's like that, or a couple friends. Um, and sometimes if you, your significant other is also that type of person, it's easier to do that because it's all you want to do, and neither one of you are interested in doing anything else. My husband is not a video game person. He likes this. He likes the standard, you know, Grand Theft Auto. Uh, he's played some Red Dead Redemption, but other than that, he's not much into video games. He'll play the fighter games, um, you know, the like the ones I just described, like Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. But he's not the type to just sit there and play games. He gets bored very easily, mm -hmm. and even doesn't matter how exciting the game is, he gets bored very easily. So. When I'm playing video games, he's not really doing anything besides watching stuff on his phone, TV, talking to his friends on, or his family on the phone. So, as I said, during the week when we get off work, it's easier for me to play after I clean and cook dinner and stuff because we're just relaxing for a few hours before bed. On the weekends is usually when we go out and do stuff, and I don't really sit on my computer and play all day, like unless it's very rare, like it's a rainy day and we're doing absolutely nothing. So it's so I can see from your standpoint how things easily pass you by. Um, I mean, I'm pushing 30 this year, and already things are starting to pass me by. There's new trends and new words that are now making their way through TikTok again, and I'm like, oh my god, look, slow down. I just I just learned what cap and no cap means like a year ago. <laughs> what is it? What are you? Uh, it's same thing with a lot of music. I don't really jump on the bandwagon for new music. Um, all depends if it just happens to just you know surprise me so yeah so so for game stations i can see that i can see that with you and i don't blame you the playstation 5 there is a lot of benefits more than just gaming i mean you have better quality gameplay and um and you there's a whole bunch of apps you can also have on there just like you know streaming services you can also have discord on there you can have spotify there's a there's a lot of things you can go down the list of but it will depend if these are things that you're interested in or not. So, as you said, you have to do your own research and decide. I personally feel like it would be a good investment. I know it will be for me, too. I'm just not ready to pull, to pull the trigger for it. And yes, I mean, I can afford to get a PlayStation 5. But once again, that little voice inside my head would keep asking me why. You know, you know why? Are you going to make your money back on it eventually? Or is it going to sit collecting dust? <clears throat> small side story i bought a playstation 4 i think about a year ago no excuse me i lied two years ago and i played the final fantasy 7 remake but time and life got in my way 
and I played it maybe four times since I had the system. And mm-hmm. so I wound up giving it to a family that didn't have a Christmas. I just went mm-hmm. to the house. I gave them the, you know, the PlayStation with like six games, you know, just as a Christmas gift because I had no use for it. And ever since then, I really didn't look back. I really didn't regret it because I just didn't want to spend the money again on something I never used. But, it, but to be fair, now that the whole empty nest syndrome has kicked in, I think I can actually sit back and play a game other than Final Fantasy VII. Uh, there is this website called No Steam that you can go on, you can download video games. And I download them you know, through, my, through my computer here and I play them with my controller and it's nice. Anywhere from Tekken to GTA to Red Dead. I love Tekken. Um, well, no, that's a reminder. So whenever you come back over, we're going to play Tekken. I'm going to whoop your ass too. But, Who do you, you use? Know, besides that. My favorites, like, so a lot of them have changed, but my OG ones is like King and Yoshimitsu. Ooh, not bad. Now, not to get off on a tangent, but um, yes, I use King and I use, um, oh, good Lord, Paul. Yeah, okay. Wait, you mean Paul or Law? Because I know there's Law and Paul has the really tall blonde hair. Yes, I use Paul. And okay. I will smash you with Paul because I've been playing Tekken ever since Tekken 1. So. <laughs> I, I've been playing it since the 90s too. Let's go. We, yep. Now we know what we're going to do. Instead of watching Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life, we're going to be playing Tekken. Oh, I'm all for it. I need to brush up now on that. So, <clears throat> excuse me, the power of editing here, my coughs and gags and whatnot. So, as we go on, I'm curious. Give me your top five video games of all time that you love. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> so, I'm a casual gamer. I'm not addicted to games, so it's kind of hard for me to really think about it. But definitely Jedi Fallen Order. Really, like, in my, like, just absolute, like, blew me out of the water. I love that game. And when I'm saying these games, there's no particular order. I just, games that really stand out for me, so it's that. There's the Ratchet and Clank series. I used to play that a lot when I was younger. I loved playing Ratchet and Clank. Um, of course, Tekken is there. That was something I played with all the time with my brothers. And even my dad and my, both my parents would play it with us. So there was that one. Um... I'm, I'm just trying to think of two other games that I really liked playing that I just can't think of off the top of Well, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed games are really good up until the latest one called Valhalla, because that one was straight trash. And Odyssey. Odyssey was kind of trash, too. Um, and the last one... I'm trying to think another one that really stood out to me that I really... I, I mean, it's obvious to throw in Hogwarts Legacy. I really liked that game, but I want to try to not put the obvious in there. I think another one... Trying to think, trying to think, trying to think. Um, I would say Jack and Daxter. That was another one I really liked wow. when I was younger. Oh, the very long times I heard that name. Wow. I liked playing those. So, so my top five. This will be pretty quick. And, of course, people who are out there listening, get your Google machine ready. Number one, Buster Groove. Uh, the purpose of that game, it was a dancing game. And all you had to do was mimic the movements with your controller. You would press the button on what on the on a third beat, and you'd be surprised when people cannot dance to a, you know to a common video game. There was that, of course, Final Fantasy VII, um, of course Tetris. I can murder somebody in Tetris on the Xbox. Tekken, um, any particular wrestling game there was, I would still play. And I think was that four? Yeah. So number five, hmm. Yeah, I would have to say Jack and Daxter, because when I worked for GameStop, um, I would get them for my kids, and I watched them play, and then I get hooked on it, and I play for hours, and that's all we do. We get home from work, after dinner, sit around with the kids, and just play video games. You know, so now, I'm gonna have to go back and, and look at some of those games now, because working at GameStop, I have seen every single game that has come through. Uh, I went to a conference in Texas for GameStop. And simple anecdote, uh, we got put, we were there for the whole weekend. We went to classes, seeing new video games from different vendors, um, free food. And then the last day we were there, we went to a gymnasium and there was vendors from all over the world in that gymnasium handing out 
free games, demos, stuff like that. I walked away with a GameCube. I walked away with all these video games, T-shirts, you name it. Yeah, we got all for free. And there's a UPS store in the gymnasium that would ship out our packages back to our store. So it was it was amazing. I played Hitman when it first came out. Uh, okay, I remember that series. Yes, Hitman was amazing. Um, I was there when they when they released Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And yes, that definitely shows my age. And of course, Dead or Alive, Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Have you ever seen that game? I've heard of it. I like I, I know I've heard of it, but I haven't played it. It's an actual good game. Uh, my my uh, former missus will play beach volleyball. It's a hard-ass game. It has actually good, good plot points to it instead of just girls bouncing around playing volleyball. So going back to like classic video games and even like old school ones, because I, you know, I know that there's like some difference in age between you and I. I remember being, you know, really young, uh, definitely under the age of 10. This is when I used to be terrified of everything scary. Uh, I couldn't watch Jurassic Park, none of that stuff. But I love dinosaurs, Land Before Time dinosaurs, not Jurassic Park dinosaurs. <laughs> I remember my brother was playing Tomb Raider, and like one of the, like the original one or one of the original ones where you know her, her boobs were pointed, mm-hmm. uh, because that's how the game animation was back then. And I remember it was like in a house or something with hallways where zombies were coming after you. Terrified the living shit out of me, like I would cry. Because my brother's like, just try it, just try it, just play it, it's fun. It's just a game, blah, blah, blah. And then here I go, and then here's a zombie coming to eat me, and I would just start crying because, you know, as a kid, imagination, it's like, you know, you can tell me all day long. Like, my dad would say that to me about scary movies. Just remember, it's not real. It's just Hollywood. It's not real. And especially my dad would say that to me to help me because he knows I would be terrified of shit. But, man, I was like, no, fuck this. I'm not dealing with it. I don't want to deal with zombies. And even now, while I'm playing games, I will yell and scream when something's chasing after me. And I'm like, no, go away. I don't cry anymore, but I will still yell and scream. Well, I mean, so I'm very surprised if that's the case. You haven't played the Resident Evil series. No, I... So zombie games, so it's not the fear. Like, the fear's like that's from when I was a kid. Those really aren't my type of games. Uh, I don't... So for me gun games like where you're using guns to shoot and kill for mm-hmm. the most part i don't really particularly care for those a lot of them ha- does involve you having to aim and i'm very slow to aim like most of the time um but other other types of like for the most part zombie games are usually shooter type games and those are just not games i like to play and i understand where call of duty all, all these type of shooter games are very popular and i just could never get on board with them i just i I don't. I don't like first-person view either. That's why I like my action-adventure RPG-type games, uh, like Hogwarts Legacy, Assassin's Creed, Fallen Order. I like the RPG part of it. I like to be able to fight. I like to be able to use weapons that aren't, like, shooter weapons. I like to have swords or malices or, you know, or using my own fists and stuff in the game. I like... I don't know. It's hard for me to really describe it, but those are type of games I like to play. Um, and I feel bad when, you know, I do have friends that play, even my nieces and nephews, they play Call of Duty, and they want me to play sometimes, I'm like, I don't, nope, I can't, I don't like those games. Even games are, you know, now with me being older, there's pixelated games still, mm-hmm. it makes my brain go burr, I can't, I can't deal with it. Like, uh, and not Animal Crossing, um, Harvest Moon, something like that. I oh, can't remember yes. the exact name for it. Um, it's a pixelated game, and I get it's really popular. I understand why because I play other farmer farmer sim games, but pixelations just I I can't. It, it just makes my brain feel funny and my eyes go wonky. And I don't like playing them. Uh, there was a game that Becky wanted me to play. It's a, a silly, goofy game, but it's pixelated, and I'm like, I can't, I can't play it. When it comes to pixelated games, it's the exact opposite for me. Um, and what you what you actually mean? You mean um, you know? I mean third person um, type of video games where you actually see the person, you know, move around instead mm-hmm. of first person where all you see is the gun in the hand. Um, first person shooters I can't do. My son's a master at it. Uh, the only kind of first person shooter game I used to play was Gears of War, and I played that online with you know like with with some of my good friends. Um, 
the new games right now, the technology is so advanced, the graphics are so advanced, and they're so and they're fast moving. My brain can't keep up. Um, I tried playing a, a few games. My son introduced me to, and yeah, the graphics were just amazing quality, but they move way too fast. My brain couldn't keep up. It was just the weirdest thing. Um, yeah, so I, I guess I, I guess I'm in tune with more of the older stuff, you know, than the newer stuff. Grand Theft Auto, I can deal with that because the graphics are. You know, the graphics are decent, but if it's high quality, moving really, really fast, I'm lost. So, I'm going to give you a few throwbacks because these are games that just, you know, popped in my head from my memory. These are two games I would play with my brother. Uh, I really liked playing them. They weren't my type of, they wouldn't be my type of video game nowadays, but I would play them with my brother and they, I had actual fun with it. See if you remember, there's Robotech Battle Cry. Yes. Do you remember that one? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I loved playing that game. I liked being a jet and you just go all over the place. And then ATV Off-Road Fury, where you could just be in a four-wheeler and go all over the place. Of course, Tony Hawk. I'm thinking about those games, too. But I remember ATV Off-Road Fury and Robotech. I really liked playing those games. And there was, like, a boat racing game. And occasionally, I'll still see that game in art, like for an arcade, like mm-hmm. at David Buster's or somewhere else. And I'm all over it. Like I see those boat racing games, I'm like, yes, this is my shit. <laughs> uh, working, working at GameStop, um, all those games you mentioned, I, I know, I play. Um, they would allow us to, quote unquote, check out a video game for a week just to play it so we can tell our customers all about it. And we had reps, PlayStation reps, Xbox reps will come in. And once again, hand us swag and hand us demos of games to play so we can tell our customers all about them. We had midnight releases for Halo and all the other games, stuff like that. So I remember those classic games. And now, just going to show my age here, um, I sometimes go on YouTube and I would type in like an SNES game or a PlayStation game and I'll actually watch somebody playing it. And it's actually called Long Plays. If you, if you type in Long Play Fatal Frame, it'll show you the, the whole game from start to finish. And mm. it's amazing. And I watched some of your um, Harry Potter, the Hogwarts game, and I watched it on YouTube from start to finish. And it's a long game. It's an amazing game, but I, I, wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be able to keep up with it. I mean, I don't blame you. Um, for me, I just... Because I grew up loving Harry Potter. You only just watched Harry Potter, like, within the last year? Less than? Kind of, so sort of. I, I grew up with it. I literally grew up with, with watching Harry Potter. I remember the first Harry Potter movie was the very first movie I saw in theaters. And nearly every single one of the Harry Potter movies came out in November around my birthday. So it was always like a birthday thing that I got to go do was watch Harry Potter. And then I remember the very last movie, it came out on my birthday. And none of them had ever come out my birthday before. They always would come out like 16th, 17th, 18th, or the 20th, but never on the actual 19th. So for the very last Harry Potter, it was, my, it was actually my birthday. And I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> and I, that was the only thing I wanted. I was like, I just want to go to the midnight premiere, for the one for my birthday, which will make it officially my birthday. I want to go see it. And my mom and I, we went and went to watch it. But I, I grew up loving Harry Potter. I would play some of the Harry Potter games. Uh, like the PlayStation game, like a couple of those, but I didn't really play play them. I'd rather do the imaginary where I'm using a little chopstick as my wand. I would do that. But so when Hogwarts Legacy, I remember when they first were introducing it and it looked so good. And I remember telling myself, this will be a reason why I get a PC. It's because this game's going to come out. Of course, I got my PC before it came out uh, because my friend sold his gaming laptop to me. But as soon as they're like, hey, Hogwarts Legacy is dropping in February, I think it's in February 10th, and now you can pre-order. It's like, done, pre-ordered, ready to go. And I started playing it immediately. Well, you remember, I was obsessed with that game. I was mm-hmm. showing you screenshots of how many hours I was pulling in, which is the first two weeks. Because you would ask me, how many hours do you have now? How many hours do you have now? I'm like, too many too many and there's not enough still now what now how long ago did you start um gaming on, on your pc versus uh console 
console my entire life. As soon as I could start playing games, I was playing the PlayStation, the original one. I never really played, like I play. I remember playing some of the Nintendo 64 games. I remember playing those, but I really think my first, like the Nintendo was really like my brother's and I would just play it with him if he would let me. Uh, I would never play any solo games on it because that's how young I was versus if he would even let me. And then, but I consider PlayStation being my OG console. Uh, from the very first one, I got PlayStation 2, 3, you know, all the way to where I am currently, 4. And a lot of the games I've played the majority of my life has been on that. I, I've had my um, Game Boys, Nintendo DSs, so I've had those. But primarily, it's always been between PlayStation and Nintendo that I've always had. And so, again, you know, I'm 29, so let's average out for like 24 years. Let's say about since I was 5 years old. Mm-hmm. Um and so 25 years versus since September of last year. For a PC? Yep. And I was very uncomfortable with it because I was only just playing farmer sim games, which is, you know, like Animal Crossing, Coral Island, Sims. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would only ever play a game like on my computer, which would just be a regular laptop, was just Sims. That was the only game I would ever play. And Sims, I've been playing it for as long as it's been out, since I was like six, seven years old. Um, so I remember the first actual, like, fast-paced game, Dead by Daylight. Terrifying, but it got me to, <laughs> you know, learn the keyboard. Mm-hmm. My hand was hurting, but I'm like, oh my god, keys. And I remember, like, my, my hand would fumble, because I'm like, oh, which key is it? Which key? Uh, now I'm more comfortable with it, but these type of games, like the Star Wars game I'm playing now, Hogwarts Legacy... Well, Hogwarts Legacy, I and did it on my keyboard, but for Star Wars uh, Survivor, I knew I wanted to play it with a remote. I didn't want to play it. Like, I'm going to be kicking ass with a lightsaber. I'm not trying to fumble with the keys. Now, would you would you ever go to some kind of, like, a tournament or, like, a festival or something like that where all these gamers are around, like, playing together, like, like sitting on a round table, you know, with all their screens? Would you ever do something like that? Because I tried it one time, too many people... And yeah, I was still the newbie and I really didn't know too much. And yeah, I definitely felt like a fish out of water. Oh no, I, I, that's the reason why I wouldn't do it. I, I don't mind doing stuff like that when it's like my own friends coming over and we can play games, like we can play PlayStation, we can play Nintendo Switch, do Smash Brothers, all that stuff. But as I'm going to tournaments, these are people that, you know, are avid gamers. They're always gaming. They're really, really good. And then there's people like me that is a casual to um occasional gamer so i'm nowhere near on level of all these other people these people will wipe the floor with me it wouldn't even be fun because before like 10 seconds after the the round starts my ass will be whooped and then on top of that a lot of people would be there and it'd be very overwhelming for me uh so i i mean i go to the convention i do megacon once a year and i know there's other conventions that happen here in florida but there's a reason why I only do one a year because it's a lot of people. It's very overwhelming for me, so I do it the one day once a year and get it out of my system, and then I'm, I'm like I'm good the rest of the time. I don't want to be around a bunch of nerds. <laughs> okay. I'm, yeah, I'm a nerd. I was I was, was kind of waiting for you to say that, and then of course you know we can always say we we are nerds, so it's okay. Oh, yeah. I, like I've been doing video games since yeah yes since I can remember I have every single game system. Um, I got my grandfather into playing handheld systems and all of a sudden he started playing Game Boy and Sega Genesis and Turbo Graphics and yeah, he was more into video games than I was and this was a fairly old man in the 70s. Um, no, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I've been to a couple of midnight releases of video games and movies working at the movie theater and midnight releases, you definitely see some very interesting people, you know, the, the hardcore gamers and, and, and such and whatnot. But, um, I mean, have you done the midnight, midnight releases or you just kind of wait until the next game, the next day, other than, you know, PC releases? I mean, have you ever stood in line at a GameStop or a video game place or a movie theater? No. Movie theaters, yes. Uh, for games, no. Um, because basically when I was a teenager, younger, for video games, there's no way in hell my parents would do that shit. Like, that, no. They're like, no, fuck that, that's stupid. We're waiting outside in the middle of the night bunch of other stupid heads like my dad would say shit like that no it's ridiculous and then during the ages of like 18 20 just say 25 26 to just a few couple years ago i was always working 
uh, I ne rarely had time to play video games. And I was always partying and doing a bunch of stuff. So I, again, video games and thinking about releases, no, I, but I would do midnight releases uh, for Marvel movies and Star Wars movies. I, I would do those. I would still do those now if um, I didn't have a traumatic brain injury and a neck injury that I can't really go to movie theaters anymore because the sound and the vibrations in the theater, it triggers really bad migraines for me now. And I hate it because I would always go to movie theaters, especially for Star Wars and Marvel movies. I was always, it was my ritual to be there for the midnight releases. I still remember when you and I worked at Racetrack, you were the covering night manager that night, but it was Aaron and he was supposed to be there, and I don't mind saying his name. He's a pretty chill dude, and I'm not talking bad about him. He was very well known for being late. And I made sure I had everything pristine. I was, I, because being a second shift, what I covered, I wasn't actually officially a manager, usually would leave by 11. I wanted to leave right after he got there because of The Force Awakens, Star Wars. Mm. I was ready to go for that midnight premiere. I was determined. I already told my husband. I called him a few hours prior. I was like, hey, I'm going to this. I'll be home very late. And Aaron got there just a little bit late. But as soon as he got there, I said, Aaron, I, I always have things taken care of for you. I never ask you to let me go earlier. I always say, I said, please let me go right now so I can go to see the Star Wars. He's like, oh, hell yeah, go. Go, go, go. <laughs> and... Because he was really chill. He was really good. And it was the same thing. I never would ask to leave early. So, like, I will stay for my time. And it's still the same thing even currently now with my current work. I never ask to leave early unless there's something really exciting I'm about to do. And I would, like, get a head start. But I remember going there. There really wasn't a line. I was so excited. I got in. I got, bought my ticket. I bought my popcorn. bought my snacks and all that. I went all out. And... I just love sitting in that theater watching that new Star Wars movie. And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> now, see, I'm actually curious, and I know you're going to jump on this, so uh, the, the, the old man has a question for you. Um, uh -huh. I saw the trailer uh, for the new Flash movie. Okay. And, and uh, of course, Batman is Michael Keaton, and that's the only Batman I know because I was a huge Batman fan when the, you know, when the movies came out. They're really cheesy. So, yes, Michael Keaton is my Batman. So, do I need to know anything before I even attempt to go watch the new Flash movie? Do I need to watch any of the other MCU movies, or, do, or can I just go into this cold? You could really, I mean, you could watch the Justice League, um, and that's about it. DC, they've been all over the place, honestly. So, I'm not much of a DC fan with their movies, because I know that they're doing a reset now, but... Over the last 10 plus years, their movies have been a mess. So I, I personally would like to say you could probably go into it wa watching it cold. You would probably just need to watch Justice League. That That's it, because that's where he gets introduced. And Justice League, it is a pretty decent movie. Uh, I will say that. it was It's decent. Uh, it wasn't the best, but it's, it was decent enough. It, and I did really like Man of Steel with Henry Cavill as Superman. I re they really outdid themselves, in my personal opinion, as him being Superman. Mm. And then they fucked everything up. And so for the most part, I've kind of wiped my hands with DC. I don't really feel super pumped with a lot of their stuff. They, they do a lot of cool things. Their video games for DC, amazing. A lot of their shows, amazing. When it comes to their movies being produced with Warner Brothers, absolute shit. And don't... I, but in you know, Marvel's about the opposite. Their movies... Absolutely great. Their shows and video games, not the best. They do have some classic good shows, but nothing current. Um, even Marvel right now, I've kind of fallen off of it. After Endgame, I did my 10 years. <laughs> I did all that. But they have so much coming out. You know, right after Endgame, the very next year. What was it, 21, uh, 2021 or something, mm -hmm. or 2022? back to back to back to back it was just way too much happening for me to keep up with yes. and i just so i i don't really pay attention to the current stuff it's kind of a, a relief to me i keep up with it through tiktok and some trends i kind of am aware of what's going on but i'm not 
um, how do you want to say it? Like, I'm not glued against, glued against the wall for it anymore. It's, uh, that's it. I've, I, I kind of did it. I don't really need to stay to it. There's too much going on for me now. There's too much going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is great. I love that they're doing stuff. I've watched some of the movies, uh, like the Ten Rings. Like, that was a really good movie. But I, I don't feel the same obsessiveness with it. I, it, again, it's mostly because it's too overwhelming right now. Yeah, I understand. I looked at some of the cliff notes of all the movies because, you know, everyone was talking about the DC Universe and Marvel and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, I think it's time to give it a shot. So I looked at the list of movies that, that you know, that are out right now or that's coming out. And, you know, I felt really bad because I could, really couldn't keep up. So I really didn't know what to watch next other than The Flash coming out. So I figured I'd ask you, and I know people are screaming at their, you know, like, you know, like their phones right now saying, you idiot, you should have watched it from, from the very beginning. But no, it just really didn't catch me. So now I'm curious because I need something new to watch. Um, I watched uh, the animated Batman series with the Joker, which was really good. I watched Velma, um, the Scooby-Doo spoof that had nothing to do with Scooby-Doo. That was atrocious. And as as far as really good animation movies, nothing's really hitting me. So I go back and I watch old classic animes. Anywhere from Ninja Scroll to Akira to just... Simple stuff like that because nothing out here really grabs my attention. Um, so now I'm switching over back to suspense horror movies. And have you seen the um, Pope's Exorcist? Have you seen that yet? No, I have not. It is amazing. Highly recommend watching it. It's still in the movie theaters, but I got it through nefarious means. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And uh, there's this movie that I watched on Hulu, which I recommend watching. It's disturbing, but it's amazing. It's, it's called Clock. Have you heard about that one? No. Oh. Business lady in her mid thirties going through a midlife crisis with her husband. She wants to have a he wants to have a baby. She does not because she didn't believe in having kids. All of a sudden, she goes to a uh, to a doctor who recommends her to another doctor during these clinical trials. You know that would help her get ready to have a baby. She takes this medication, and that's when the movie gets turns to hard right. And it's really disturbing. It's not graphic. It's not bloody or anything of the sort, but it's a really, really good suspense movie. And the ending is, is a hardcore twist. It's on Hulu. Trust me. It's called Clock. I think you will like it. It's disturbing. Okay. It's, really, it's really disturbing. But the best part about it is, like I said, it's not bloody and head choppy or anything. Yeah, I, I mean, I like my scary movies, I like, but stuff that's, like, super gore, I can't. Take, no, no, Clock is nothing like that. Um, the, the Pope's Exorcist is not like that either. Uh, and, of course, you've already seen Megan, of course. Actually, I have not. Really? I've been out of the scene because I don't go to movie theaters, and by the time they hit HBO, and the other, I, I kind of forget about them. But I remember... Um, I'll tell you a funny story after the podcast regarding that movie, but, um, so I haven't seen it, but, you know, I'll tell it. When I was going to my surgery, uh, a few weeks ago, I remember being prepped, I'm on the table, I'm waiting for the anesthesia to take place, to, to knock me out. The last thing I remember is between my doctor and one of his assistants, I remember they're saying, oh yeah, I finally got around to watching the Meg- Megan movie. And the doctor's like, oh yeah, like, oh man, that was really sad, like, for that poor girl. And I, I don't remember if I said it out loud or if it was in my head, but my last thought process was, no, wait, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, Megan is, is a good suspense one also. Once again, not gory, not head choppy or anything. It has a really good story, and they, and they have a perfect setup for the other one. So, for, you know, they're making a second one, of course. Um like I said, I mean, there are a whole lot of good stuff out there, good video games out there. I'm just being my lovely age of 47. I am guess I'm trying to hop back on the bandwagon and find something to waste time now. You know, considering, in fact, it's just me, myself, and I. So other than work, gym, home, and dinner, I got to find something else to pass the time other than, you know, doing this podcast with, you, you know, you and the team and maybe playing Dead by Daylight, which I need to do more often. Don't judge me. Oh. Um. The people cannot see this because, you know, you and I are doing the webcam, but we're not streaming it so people can see our faces. But I've been a little distracted the last few minutes. Shocker. 
simply because Post Malone is coming back to Florida. So happy. <laughs> I am, I'm not great with most new music, but Post Malone, he just hits different for me. I adore that man. I was, it's like not obsession of like, oh, he's hot. I would love to. It's more of like, I would love to be friends with this guy. And I have three pop figures above my uh, computer desk area and my shelf of all three Post Malone pop figures. I call them my holy trinity. And I, so I'm a big fan of Posty. And <laughs> I've oh, ever since before the pandemic, so there's been a couple times I've always just barely missed him. And ever since the pandemic, there weren't any concerts. And then he came to Florida like last year and I didn't know. I didn't get any notifications or alerts, and I completely missed. And I think it was he was in Jacksonville or something. And I missed his fucking concert, and I was pissed. So fast. And all I've been saying is, my very next concert I will go to is going to be for Post Malone. I'm wanting to see. I don't care how much money it's gonna cost me. I am buying those tickets. I am buying me a ticket, and I'm going to go see him. And I just happened to open Instagram and Post Malone's account. He just announced, you know, how he's extending his tour. Um, and I, I am just so happy. I am so happy. <laughs> so basically, August 1st, he's going to be in Tampa. And that's a Tuesday. I fully plan to go to work tomorrow to take off Tuesday and Wednesday. And uh, well, well, I can work half a day Tuesday. So just half day. So I can take off half day. Anyway. I'm going, and I messaged Veronica, uh, which you know who that is, Adrian, and other people don't. She's my <laughs> other best friend. And I sent her a screenshot of it, and I told her, I said, either you plan on going with me or I'm going by myself. The tickets launch, depending on where you want to buy it from, either one to two days. And through Spotify, it's going to be available in one day. And I've already put the reminders on my phone. I am ready to go. I will be at work. I'm going to be buying it. I'm ready to go. So happy. So I told her, like, you got to tell tomorrow because I will buy my ticket by myself. I will go by myself. And I also sent a message to my husband with that same screenshot. I said, I'll be in Tampa that day. So that means you're going to be. So happy. So means you're going to be around all the people and crowds and everything for the show? Or Posty. I will do it. I will do it. I will. Guess what? I'll be pre gaming. I'm going to pre game a little bit before that show. Just like with MegaCon, when I do that once a year for Post Malone. Posty, I will do it. I want to see this man in concert. I love his music. I'm so happy. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so give me your top three Post Malone songs. Go. Circles, of course. Um, I can't name them off the top of my head because I, I like listening to a lot of his songs. Let me let me go to my playlist for him. Okay, so why are you doing I, that? Uh, I sent you one of his songs many, many, many months ago. Um, it was on a wrestling soundtrack video game. It was a song called mm -hmm. Rockstar. It's him and 21 oh, Savage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that song. <laughs> no. So, that's true. No, continue, continue. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm really surprised you like Post Malone. Give, give me your top five artists. I'm, I'm curious. So, first with my, my top three is, of course, Circles, um, Better Now, I love Cooped Up, which is Return of the Mac, like, remix a little bit. Are you aware of that? Okay, so I love listening to that one. Honestly, like, I love listening to so many, um, because I specifically have, like, a Post Malone playlist on my Spotify that's just all of its songs are definitely my favorite ones, and there's, like, a long list. Um, I love the songs I know. I'm going to be Hollywood's <laughs> bleed. I'm like, dude. Um, so I love his music for sure. And so top five artists, mm -hmm. um, definitely Post Malone's there. And again, there's no specific order. Um, see, because now you have me thinking. <laughs> because I've listened to a lot, a lot of people. Let me see. So definitely, like, so my, when we're talking about artists, are we talking about just single ones, or are we ex and we are excluding bands? No, no, it, it could be bands, it could be anything. I mean, like, what, what's the top five something that you listen to the most that, you know, that you hang your hat on, whether it be you're having a bad day or whether in your car looking for something to can kind of pep you up, or if you look at something that reminds you of that particular song or group. So definitely, so Post Malone, Evanescence, Stained, um, Shinedown, 
is my fifth one. I really have to. I really have to think about it. Uh, give me yours <laughs> while I think of my fifth person. Okay, people who are listening to this show, uh, get your Google machine ready. Okay, mine number one, Mazzy Star. She her her really popular song was "Fade Into You." This was back in the '90s. I know, weird. Um, another group, Frente, Angie Hart. She sang a couple of soundtracks on the Buffy TV show, which I never watched. Um, and she did the remake of the Flintstone song, "Let the Sunshine In." Um, number three, I would say Marilyn Manson, of course. Number four, I would say Tool because Tool is amazing. All incarnations of of him, Perfect Circle. Um, you know, um, oh, a paroxysm, I forgot the other name. And number five, I would say System of a Down. I always wanted to see them in concert, but never was around the time to do so. I've seen Manson in concert. I've seen Cypress Hill in concert. I've seen Henry Rollins' band on concert. Been in mosh pits, all that fun stuff. And honorable, honorable mention, no FX. They're a punk band. And I'm a huge punk. I'm a huge punker, so... Okay, so my fifth one, um, I was a huge, used to be a huge Maroon 5 person, but their last, like, album or two haven't really hit with me, so I like their earlier stuff, but I love a lot of, like, like the rocks, the rock ones, but Five Finger Death Punch definitely hits there. System of a Down, I really, really like, um, my personal favorite one, by a song from them is Lonely Day, mm-hmm. that's so that song reminds me like i think there's a lot of songs that remind me of my dad either they're songs he really liked or remind me of like how i miss him and things but system of a down lonely day is probably number one when i consider thinking about my dad and like how i miss him and it describes my feelings uh because anyone that like i see a lot of it trending on tiktok where people are using lonely day as like for a couple thing mm. but the the artist what i forgot his name but he's the main vocalist and he wrote that song for the loss of his brother and that's how he like he wrote that song when he lost his brother and so there's no gender in it so it's really open-ended you can use it for anyone you feel like it's it's done because i remember telling this to someone like oh gross it's for a couple i'm like no it's not (laughs) don't don't even start that show with me i will smack you for and it like insinuating that and I had to show them. I was like, he wrote it for his brother. It shows right here of him saying that. Um, there is no gender or any, like, or even them saying, like, they or anything. It's just to somebody. And it, it's just a great loss that they felt. But that it makes me feel like that, like, the most accurate dis- description of, like, how I feel without my dad. Mm. Like, only day. Especially when it hits, like, his, like the, his anniversary death, his birthday, things like that. What I'll probably do, I'll probably send you uh, my top three songs, and I'll probably put them in the description. We'll, we'll see. But uh, Mazzy Star did a song called Trouble, and it's really, really good. Now, people who don't know who Mazzy Star is, including yourself, um, she is mainly folk music. And she has very haunting lyrics, and she's Creole, and I think now she's probably in her 40s now. But her voice is very unique, and you've never heard anything like her. And any song that you can any song that she plays you can kind of relax and listen to it it's a mixture of Tori Amos meets Lana Del Rey and yeah she is amazing so when I have the very few occasions I had bad days let me put it on if I'm driving in a car I'll put it on something like that relaxes me and I wish that I said that I could have seen her in concert because she never plays in America she always Mm -hmm. plays somewhere else and I swore to myself if I ever saw her in concert, I would bring her a diamond ring and ask for a hand in marriage after sec- after security guys, you know, dragged me away, so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I respect that. I, I understand that feeling. I'm, I'm the same way with Adam Driver. Adam, wow, really? I figured you say Post Malone you want to marry, so. No, no, dude, wait, did you just say, okay, no, I already said this when I first <laughs> talked, I talked about Post Malone. I don't, I don't like, I'm I not know. sexually attracted to him. He would just be like he's a he's a really cool guy. Like if you watch videos of him, like with interviews, and then you actually see people not 
like it not a scripted video it's just other people like bystanders recording like him interacting with fans mm -hmm. or you know he's saying happy he found out it's someone's birthday in a restaurant he just i mean of course i don't know him 100 percent. you know the you know you never know who it, the person is behind closed doors but just from the experiences of uh, me seeing like his uh his existence with online uh the music industry all this stuff he's and like he's a big nerd on top of this he's really cool he's just somebody i'm like i could be friends with this guy like i could just sit back and have a couple drinks and we'll just talk about stupid shit and it will be fine yeah, and i always make the joke when we're off air I always make the joke in my head i'm like you know what if we, what if you know we become famous off of this goofy podcast we do every week Oh my god, yeah. we'd be canceled so quickly because people that have nothing else better to do will listen to previous shows. I'm like, oh, they said this, and they should be canceled, and then we'll get canceled. <laughs> and then there'll be celebrities banding together. Why would these people should be canceled? These people we've never heard of, but because this is currently tr trending on TikTok and Twitter, we're going to get behind it so we can remain valid and um, popular with people, too. Well, gee, you kind of just killed that for me. I was going to say, I mean, like, you and I could be in a restaurant talking and just having a conversation people walk up to us and go excuse me are you ashley majestic are you walker ac why yes yes i am can i have your autograph sure no problem here i'll buy you a beer you know just simple things like that because we would be so humble and so down to earth you know we would we would we wouldn't care except for you because if you'd be busy you and i have different reactions i will be screaming stranger danger and spraying pepper sprays on somebody like stranger danger no 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 square <laughs> Well, I mean, of course, they finally found me. Well, well I mean, of course, I mean, the, the only way they can approach you is, is if they had a cat or, or like a little puppy next to them, you know, like just to cushion it a little bit. That would be the best way. Like, not really. I mean, I love cats. They're, I mean, I don't, I'm not a cat person, but other people own cats. I love them. They're cute. But especially dogs. Like, if it's cute and fluffy, I will get into that unmarked van in a heartbeat. I think like, it's gonna come back and bite you, know, you later on in life. Once we become, once we become famous, you know, you know, groupies will pull up in a van and want to talk to you and have puppies in there too to, you know, to lure you in. I'll do it. I'm like, let's go. Like, as long as I get to sit with the puppies, I'll be your best fucking friend. Like, you keep the puppies coming. Like, we'll sit there, we'll talk, we'll <laughs> talk about life. I'm not gonna, be, I'm not gonna be stressed. I'm not gonna be worried. Like, well, everyone's trying to find me where I went. I'm like, I'm playing with puppies, especially German Shepherd puppies, because German Shepherds and Labradors are my favorite breeds. You know, just <clears throat> nudge, nudge to any of those. Christmas people gifts, people. Christmas gifts. Amazon wish list. Yeah. My husband would have a shit fit if I brought home a third dog. And I keep him on his toes and making him believe I'm going to bring home a third dog. And, you know, it's not too possibly out of the realm of possibility because I see puppy videos all the time. I'm like, I could have a third one. Um, poor, I would love to man. be the crazy dog lady, the crazy dog lady that has just a bunch of dogs. If I, I have thought about that because, and I even admit this to my husband that I have, I have to constantly think of plan B's in my head, not the pill, um, <laughs> but life plans because you see my house, you see how well comfortable I am. And it's very much because of my husband. If my husband decide tomorrow, he's like, I don't want to be with you. I need you to get the hell out of here. I'm kind of screwed. Like, I will really be out on my ass, and I will have to scramble to figure things out. And so I have a couple plan Bs I always think of just in case he ever decides he's sick of me. But another one I think of is I would buy a piece of little property. I would get a mortgage for just a regular-sized house. Um, but definitely a big old yard fenced in. That would be my priority. It could be a one-bedroom house. I don't care. I just need to have the big old yard. And I would have a fuck ton of dogs. You will be that dog have, person. I would have, like, at least not ten, probably maybe around four to six, but they would be, like, German Shepherds. I see the TikTok videos of people that own a bunch of Shepherds, and they all come into the video because they're all, and I'm like, this is the life I should have, and I was robbed. I mean, what what about the? Never mind. I'm sorry. What like what about the smell, the upkeep? I mean, that's pretty expensive. Well, I mean, you've been in my house. Like when you come in my house, does it ever smell like dog to you? Well, no, of course not. I mean, but if you had like if you've had like if like multiple dogs. Mhm. Mm 
Oh yeah, and there's a lot of work behind it. I don't. I mean, that's why I said I wouldn't have ten, um, unless I had that kind of money and time. I would love it, but. Alimony. Um, yeah. Alimony. No, realistically, <laughs> it does take. It, it, it does cost a lot of money as well, because the food. Uh, I feed my dogs really well. I don't give them that twenty dollar bag of bullshit from Walmart and stuff. I pay a lot of money for my dog's food, and I cook them like. Uh, like I'm not cooking, but I prepare them raw food and a lot like of regular diets of actual food and not processed food a lot of times. And which again, this stuff piles up. Um, the vet bills when they have to get their shots renewed. Odin, he does go to the groomer every like month and a half to two months because the shedding is yeah. ridiculous. And really, when he goes to the groomer, he just comes back. He just maybe doesn't shed for 30 minutes, and then it's like it never happens. Uh, so my Roomba is always what's well, called the shark, but it's always running at all times, and um, so no, there is a lot of upkeep. There's all, my husband's he does the floors in the house because I hate doing the floors, but he does the vacuuming. We do dusting. Um, we're always having you know the Febreze spray or candles and stuff. Uh, we keep the house pretty clean. Mm. Uh, throughout the work, I upkeep small things like the kitchen here and there, and during the weekends we deep clean the house. So we don't have the smell of dog because even I don't like that. I don't like walking into somebody's house and I smell dog or just animal smell. Um, if it's outside, that's one thing because it's outdoors, it's a farm. Inside a house, I just, I can't do it. Like to me, it's like if I come into your house and I'm smelling your animals, it's telling me you're not very clean. Which again, I understand if you have like kids, you're busy, you have, like it's hard for you to get to these things because my husband and I, we have a lot of free time. That's understandable. But it's a big thing for me. It's like, ugh, I don't. I don't like that. Oh, no, trust me. When it comes to Castle Walker, nothing's here but myself and Bleach. So I definitely, I definitely well, prefer that. What, what happened to Hippo? Oh, a Hippo is a family dog. So uh, mainly he resides at my mother's. Uh, I so, thought you were going to keep Hippo. Uh, I mean, I, I could if I wanted to for a while. I'm contemplating, don't get excited, I'm contemplating getting an addition for, you know, for Castle Walker. I'm considering it. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about getting a dog. Uh, I'm going to go to the SPCA. I'm going to keep it in-house and uh, see if I can get a partner for Castle Walker. So I think it could Here be about that time. Can I go looking with you? <laughs> you are the second person to ask that question. Uh, my friend Jessie from the UK, she's like, if you go to SPCA, I'm going with you. I'm like, okay, I'll just give me time. Let me, let me figure out what kind of animal suits Castle Walker because I'm a very busy person, a lot of things going on, so... Can mm -hmm. I go with you? I might end up coming home with another animal, and that, that's the risk I'm willing to take. But I can meet, like, okay, if you could... Oh, I'm so excited. I know you're not to excited, but I'm excited because it's animals. And especially because it's a shelter animal, and they get to have a chance to go home. Yes. And... Uh, I'm all about sheltered animals, so that, that works for me. But if I do go, yes, I'll swing a couple of ideas by you and, and, and see what you think. This is a work in process. I have to take my time. So, Amy. Definitely you don't want a high-energy dog. You don't want a high-energy dog like Shepherds like I have. Um, you would need something a little bit like not, like not high-energy. You don't need low-energy. But like a hippo, just like what you had, like the family dog. You can have a little hippo. And like it doesn't really shed it's short so for you perfectly would be like the type of dog that can just kind of lay around all day and just be lazy and just like it's fine just sleeping and relaxing while you're working and you would want a short-haired dog because it'd be easier for you to keep up with mm -hmm. so you would need your own personal hippo i'm contemplating thinking about it but as small dogs. <laughs> as the show comes to a close i'd like to give you some news that i mentioned offline before uh, the Out of Context podcast we did with you, uh, Ms. Bradley, uh, Kevin, and Bex, like I said, it was the fastest downloaded show in four years. Uh, it surpassed the show that Becky and I did. It got uh, 25 downloads on Podbean in three days. So that was a very quick show. So I definitely, a very quick downloaded show. So I definitely thank you for that. So, like, without your I, leadership on that show, yeah, you, we got numbers. I have multiple thoughts. Well, the first thought is I'm actually thoroughly impressed of how I kept that show kind of contained. 
um, we because you know I knew Becky was gonna be on, and then I completely for, like I knew Sarah was gonna be on, and then here came um, I Kevin. Don't know his name. No, no Kevin. There we go. <laughs> uh, I wanted to say Tony, and I'm like that's not that's not it. It's not Tony. Um, and then he showed up. I'm like, okay, we have, we have a lot of people, and I have zero plans on what's going to happen today. So that was how I just. You know, the hell I will die on just kind of rolled off. I was like, all right, we're just going to pick something because we need to have some kind of order here. It's one thing we have two or three of us. Like, you know, if you imagine Becky, Sarah, and myself, it was, okay, it's going to go off the rails a lot. Mm-hmm. But we had a total of, oh, yeah, we had a lot of people. So I'm surprised, especially with Sarah. Even Sarah was impressed. She's like, you managed to rein me in. I'm like, yep, because I will kick you out. <laughs> kick you out, woman. <laughs> Um, so that's really cool. I'm glad that it got some good downloads and views. Um, that you're better than you and Becky and leads me to believe with my second thought. I want to say address. Am I not good for you? Am I not good enough for you people? Am I your host slash co-host of Out of Context? Previously the root of all Ashley. Previously slacking majestically. And I am just not good enough for all these of you. You need <laughs> Becky. You need Kevin. You need like an all-star cast because I'm just not good enough for you. Like, I'm sorry, I get older, my body changes. <laughs> but I'm still here. You don't need to trade me in. All right, I can I can do better. And you know something, you can message and do our email slackingmajestically at yahoo.com, isn't it? Slackingmajestically01 at yahoo.com. Oh one. We, you got to make a new email, my guy. But anyway, slackingmajestically01 at yahoo.com. You can provide feedback and what you would like to see from me. Am I going to take that under consideration and actually listen? Probably not. But at least you're putting the effort, and we're going to make the effort together to make this relationship work. But, okay, people? Okay. But it, but it has worked. Now, see, with your guidance on that show, you know, it did very very well so i mean so i i definitely applaud you and everybody else that uh helped out on that show so of course where can people find you if they want to reach out to you you can find me as majestic nerd lady on instagram and that's it of course and of course you can find us under 22 free different platforms here just do a search for the walker AC experience. Uh, once again, find us on podbean.com. Please subscribe to podbean.com because get our, get our numbers up here, people. Uh, we have uh, we have a nice handful of subscribers, so let's bump it up a little bit more. And of course, Spotify, Player.fm, um, iHeartRadio, various things of that nature. We thank you for tuning in, downloading the show, supporting us. Get those algorithms up. Give us a thumbs up. If you need a good show to listen to for an hour a week, unplug your brain. Do a search once again for the Walker AC experience. And uh, before we go, I shall turn over the reins for the last time for the week to Ashley as I put my head in my hands and get ready. You ready for this? No, but bring it on. What goes in hard and dry but comes out wet and soft? What? Gum. Good night, everyone. That's bad.